Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Anime Talk. This is episode 43. My name is Lyndon Burton, joined by, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Chris S.J. Chris, how you doing today, brother? Gucci bandana as usual, man. I'm feeling right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of shit is going on. A lot of good. We, I'm still kind of kind of high off the uh, Anime Talk Awards. Facts. You know what I'm saying? I've been talking about that shit all week. You feel me? I've just been kind of reiterating like best of the decade, best of the year and shit, just having those conversations. I'm, I'm feeling good. You know what I'm saying? And good if time you to be an haven't checked out our episode of the Anime Talk Awards, go check it out on YouTube or any DSP digital streaming platform that you prefer. You got the video and the audio. You can check that out today. But as always, we got we got some new additions to the set. We got a Mirio. You see some Vinland Saga in there, No Guns Life. And you brought a dope Shonen Jump uh, magazine over there. I'm seeing. Yeah, that shit came from uh came from J World. It was like a J World uh I guess they were giving it away at uh, at J World. Really? I got it in a, in a pack with my little J World bag and everything. But I, I like it because it got heroes in there, One Piece chapters, all kind of little shit. And real. So, but before we get too far into this, because last time I waited till the end, which was rude of me, but they didn't care because they're good partners. But let me shout out to our sponsor, Pure Fiction Collectibles. You see that Mob Psycho 100 scroll. You see this gangster scroll. You see all these figures that we got in here, courtesy of Pure Fiction Collectibles. They're located on Ambassador Caffrey by the Walmart in front of Faux Saigon. If you were in Lafayette, check out Pure Fiction Collectibles. Next to the Walmart on Ambassador Caffrey, they have all your weeb necessities, and you can find them on Facebook at Pure Fiction Collectibles. Shout out to my guys over there that are running that. But let's get into this week's episode. Uh, Not much news, but they do have some impactful news. I want to start off with, there's a new Death Note one-shot. Death Note manga will be published in the next issue of Shonen Jump. It'll be 87 pages long. We'll feature the story after the event of the original Death Note and is written in by the original author himself, the legend Sugimi oh, Ohaba himself. So what would you think about that news, Chris? You were hype about this. You sent me oh, yeah. uh, the the news as soon as you heard it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for this one because uh, Death Note is one of my favorite uh, series of all time. Uh, definitely a top 10 for me just because it was a, it was a fun uh, story. It's crazy to say Death Note was a fun story, but it was, it was definitely a fun watch. And I, I, I loved the end of it. And I'm glad it's a one shot, not a whole series, mm-hmm. uh, or not well, not a whole series of you know chapters or whatever. I'm glad it's gonna be a one shot. Usually they give you a nice, healthy one shot. It'll probably be like 80 pages or something, maybe. And uh, it looks like older near, so that's pretty cool. I'm I'm just hella excited about this Death Note. Uh, more Death Note content is always welcome. And it's gonna take place in the future, supposedly. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens in the events post Death Note. So it'll be a good look. Um, I'm probably gonna have to refresh on the series again. Go watch it again before this little one shot comes out. Oh yeah, I, I I I feel like I watched Death Note not too long ago, but it had to be like spring 2019. Okay, but uh, definitely it's still it's always still fresh on my mind. I'm always talking about Death Note or referencing something from it. Uh, I listen to the soundtrack a lot, which is weird. But like I saw on the little the little promotion for it, I saw older near and Ryuk. So Ryuk's definitely okay, gonna wait, be in it. Let me say this: that picture is old. The picture that they posted? Picture, yeah, that picture that was on the uh, uh, the Twitter thing. Uh, mm-hmm. That I went in the comments. That is from an epilogue manga color panel or color uh, 
uh, cover. Huh. I'm have to go peep that out because like Nier was like it looked like an adult or like a teen in that in that um in that little picture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It didn't look like kid Nier we're used to. I hope he's in this uh this one shot as well as Ryuk. But even if the, even if neither one of them are in there and it's just like a um a one shot of the world after post uh the events of Death Note, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be uh great too. Just because the uh Death Note author has never failed me yet. Like I never tried. Uh, what was his what was his other manga he came out with? Uh, it's got like a holographic ass cover. Like it's like black and white and like kind of one color on the. It's some crazy looking uh, art for the for the cover. I'm gonna have to look into it, but he, he's never failed yet. Real, I'm gonna have to check that out. But de- for all you Death Note fans, the next issue of Shonen Jump that will be the one shot. Next up, the final trailer for My Hero, Hero My Hero Academia Hero Rising. It's out in Japan right now. It'll be out in America in early 2020. Whatever. That fucking means that could be January at the end of this month, or that could be all the way up until April, May. We shall see. I'm super excited for this. The trailer looked dope. We see Deku going 96.4%, so not quite 100, but not too, too far away. We see Bakugo in this Super Saiyan form of himself. I wonder how he gets this upgrade, or is it just animation? What is going on? But I am pumped for this movie. This movie looks better than the first one, and it looks like it could be better than Stampede and Broly. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This one, uh, I loved uh, Two Heroes. That was a, a great movie. I love that uh, My Hero movie, but this one looks like it's about to blow past that, and like you say, potentially could blow past everything we got in 2019. Just the trailer itself looked action-packed. I was already sold from the first trailer. Same. Seeing Baku go boot up, it was just, uh, it just got me super hyped. I was looking at it, and I saw a couple people, um, speculating on what the Bakugo shit was and I just saw a lot of speculation but I kind of tried to hurry up scroll past and ignore it I didn't go through the thread on the cause I saw the trailer on Twitter when I first saw it and uh it was like a joke about Bak- uh, Bakugo going super saiyan but I wanted to like uh scroll down under it and start reading all the shit but I was like you know what I'm just gonna wait for the you know what I'm saying I, yeah. I don't even want to spoil myself or like speculate too much I just want to go into the movie and just like let the full experience just hit me I feel you on that. I'm not, look, I'm excited for it. This trailer did give us a little bit of the climax, but I'm not upset by that. I know very little about it. I don't want to know anymore, and I can't wait for it to come out. If you haven't seen the trailer, go check it out today on YouTube. Next up, these next couple of stories are going into the final two are basically anime that are coming out very soon because if you're an Echi fan, Slice of Life fan, you are taken care of in January. If you are an action shonen fan, you're in a little bit of trouble because all you have right now is Duro, Hedero, and I believe that's uh, Sanin, and that's going to be fire on, on January 12th. But coming in April, Apare Ranman is revealed. Uh, it's an anime. The story takes place in the end of the 19th century and on the eve of the next one. After a certain mishap, the brilliant but socially inept engineer, Serrano Apare, family name, uh, and the shrewd but cowardly samurai Ishiki Kosame find themselves drifting on a boat from Japan to America broke. The two decide to compete in the Trans-America Wild Race uh, to win the prize and return to Japan. The two battle-crazy rivals, outlaws, and the great outdoors itself as they race through the Wild West from the starting line in Los Angeles to the finish line in New York in the steam-powered car they built. So this takes place in the Wild West. Very interesting, an engineer and a samurai going to America 
to compete in this big race. I'm sure there's going to be action. Krista, does this sound interesting to you to take place in your April? Yeah, the animation looks dope. Like this, just the artwork. I see this little dude with like what looks like dreads. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the character designs look amazing from the samurai to just the random characters. I saw a waifu in here somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I saw a waifu and like with you know what I'm saying with the cutoff shirt and everything. The every this looks like it's about to be badass. First of all, I love western shit. I love samurais. I love cars and racing type shit. I love uh. It, it just it, animation like this, like the 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 poster sold me, uh, and then I saw like little screenshots of what it looks like it's gonna be like you know promotional anime uh, pictures or whatever. It looked pretty dope. Yeah, no, it looks very very interesting. It's gonna be good for our April, and who knows? For sure, the premise sounds it. dope too. Yeah, no, definitely. The next thing we have is a is a new series called. ID Invaded. The series will premiere with the first two episodes in a one-hour special on Tokyo MX and BS1, BS11 channels on January 5th at uh, at midnight, uh, effectively January 6th, Monday, our time, before moving to its regular time slot Sundays, which is Monday, our time at 12.30 a.m. Funimation will stream the anime. The company recently streamed the first two episodes on December 15th, so it's uh, out I say, now. It's I saw it uh, yesterday. Yeah, it's out now, and the dub's out, but this is what it's about. It follows Sakaido, a detective looking to solve the grisly murder of Kieru, a young girl, but solving this case is unlike any other as the world begins to twist and turn around Sakaido, challenging what he thinks and believes. His years combined with, uh, no, no, that, that's it, yeah. So, I, I want to say we watched the trailer for this one a while back, right? Uh, I don't know. I, it, it looks familiar because when I was looking at it on uh, Funimation, like the promotional picture, and uh, you know how they show you like a little screenshot uh, mm -hmm. thumbnail, uh, it looked like. That that one of the most recent trailers we watched uh, looks super HD and shit. But um, I was about to watch it yesterday. I do got to say, shout out to Funimation for always coming with the... And I don't know what happened with my hero my hero this week, but for coming with the dubs as soon as they drop the subs. Like mm. Fire Force, I've been watching dub week to week because it drops the same day, if not, uh, if not the next day, um, as the sub. And... Uh, my hero as well just this week for some reason like even right now the dub is not out which is odd because it was out last week the same day if not the day after the uh i think it'd be the same day i'd be watching the dub like the night like saturday night when it drops uh sub in the morning but uh shout out to Funimation for always being the quickest with the damn dubs see my guy's a dub guy i'm cool with, I'm, I'm cool giving my subs i'm cool with whatever i do but, both but i do appreciate a good dub shout out to the fire force dub that fire dub force dub is hard is flame but that's all the news we got yeah so the new series coming id invaded as well as uh, a western that is called apare ranman and then we got the new death note thing coming soon but be sure to check out the my hero academia two heroes trailer but let's get to the question of the day. This week's question is, who are the best mentors slash senseis Damn, in I can't anime? believe we didn't do this one. This one, I, I, was, I was worried it was going to be have to be something I had to look up. This one's pretty simple. I, I, bruh. Who you got? Who you starting to start us off with? Nominate someone. You know where I'm going. Genkai. Solid, bro. Genkai. I use that, I use that uh, gif of Yusuke standing on top of the thing with his fingers, with his spirit energy every time I'm in like train mode bro genkai is one of the most badass um i always had like a i always felt weird whenever uh she supposedly like Taguro killed her yeah and then uh, spoiler alert if you haven't watched yu yu show but uh when Taguro killed her and then she came back to life like right afterwards it was like they they, they kind of explained it to a certain extent but it was like one of them ass pulls but 
I was never mad about it because it's like, yay, Ginkai's back. And then the whole next arc opens up with some Ginkai shit. She's like a badass. I, like, watching the English dub for Yu Hakusho especially, I love how she would just straight up curse Yusuke out, call him a dumbass. Uh, but at the same time, she was a great teacher. She taught him a lot about a lot of shit. Like remember whenever uh, in the Dark Tournament, whenever she uh, took over Pooh's body and oh, like yeah. flew over and told Yusuke, like, or told the girl, kill everybody. I don't give a fuck. This nigga need that shit because he, he a bitch. He's not going to be able to do shit unless you kill everybody. So go ahead. Kill Kuwabara. Kill Koema. Yusuke was like, bitch, what? Are you, what? You yeah. old bitch? And like, I love their, their back and forth. They were just, that's my, uh, one of my goats. That's top tier anime um, mentors for Gen- me. Genkai is definitely up there. I got Jiraiya. You know how impactful Jiraiya is when he dies. Like yeah. when it's over with and it's like, you see Naruto on that bench crying. He was... Naruto's first real father figure because Aruka Sensei can kind of be seen as like a big brother or, or uncle. Uh, Kakashi could be seen as like a big brother as well, uncle. But Jiraiya feels like a father, grandfather type person who's like coming in and really giving guidance in Naruto's life. Without Jiraiya, you don't get any of the toad summonings. You don't get the Rasengan. You don't get any of these these steps that put him in path to becoming the Hokage because without Jiraiya, he doesn't realize that oh i can change the world with my thoughts and my beliefs we don't have to result to war he wouldn't have been able to connect with nagato like jiraiya served a purpose in the story and not only that he is strong as hell and he's a badass character besides the what he does for naruto in his own right he's like formidable himself yeah for sure i do love the fact that he parallels with naruto too is like the uh the seinen and everything uh the sanin or whatever yeah. Uh, like him being the you know the Naruto of the the that that three. Yep. And uh, also his parallel his I I don't know if I'm using the word parallels right, but the shit with Nagato um him you know being Nagato's mentor or whatever. Oh, yeah, and then Naruto that's par- afterwards. Parallels for sure. And that shit was just uh amazing to me, just seeing the relationship they had and how deep it was and how deep it ran. But at the same time, the chemistry they had, it was always funny seeing them argue and fuss and you know what I'm saying. Just their interactions were always gold. And by himself, Dry could whoop somebody's at like. He only lost to Payne, who is arguably the second strongest person behind yeah. like Madara. I mean, I guess Obito. Now, see, Jiraiya just as a character is just badass. From the, his relationship with Tsunade to like every every connection you see Jiraiya have is pretty important and impactful in the series itself. And his, just his personality sold him as a character, as well as you know he could be this this goofy pervy sage, but at the same time, when it's time to get badass and get serious, one of the only few that stood up to Itachi and survived. I forgot about that. Like straight up beat the Genjutsu with his toad shit. And then even mm-hmm. Itachi was like, uh, Kasami asked him if y'all fought, how, how would this end? And he was like, we would destroy a lot of shit. Like it'd, yeah. be, pretty, it'd be pretty even. So I, I got Jirai. Who else? Who you got else? Are you going uh-huh. to shout it out to Kame? But before I, before I move on, I got I to gotta say whenever Jirai cried and seeing Naruto react, cause that's, you expect like a, 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 somebody's uh a protege to react like that finding out about his mentor dying like naruto that shit hit naruto hard and i i cried whenever he got the news broken to him and just seeing the the way he reacted to it felt so authentic and it made me it made me hurt like whenever jiraiya died it didn't quite set in that he was gone like there's always that hope that like genkai came back uh master roshi dies all the time and comes back you know what i'm saying like it's well, I don't know how Max Roger dies all the time. But, but no, uh, he, he can't. He, they, Jiraiya stayed dead. Yeah, Jiraiya was dead. He wasn't dead. able to be like, 
brought back with the uh, the reanimation jutsu. He like he was done. Like when when he died, it was over. With. And that, it didn't really set in till seeing seeing Naruto react to it. But that was probably one of my most uh, impactful moments in Naruto as far as that it hit me hard. Not like I was crying. Like yeah. I, I let you know, I was I cried when that shit happened. Uh, rest in peace, Jirai. So. Rest in peace, Jirai. I said that shit on like, like bro. I, like I shout Jirai. I say rest in peace, Jirai on songs more than I say rest in peace, people. I really know that died. You know what I'm saying yeah. just because that shit. Bro, that shit hit home. I feel like that's my I feel like that's my mentor, low yeah. key. You know what I'm saying? But uh definitely a main, a main leading fact that, you know, I love about Jiraiya is that he reminds me of Roshi. Roshi uh. Sensei, Master Roshi, Muten Roshi. You know what I'm saying? Uh the GOAT, the original pervy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, pervy mentor. Uh one of the most fun characters, whether it be comic relief or whenever he he does badass shit. I remember in Dragon Ball, the Jackie Chun arc was just iconic you know what I'm yeah saying? that was pretty fire <laughs> uh master roshi's it's never a dull moment when he's on screen whether he's trying to like uh flirt with chi chi you know what i'm saying or or literally any any interaction he has with the female characters is hilarious you know what i'm saying even when he interacts with like android 18 you feel me especially boma og times and new times but he's just that character that's always gonna put a smile on your face and when he flexes up and goes get swollen uh when i saw him in the revival of frieza movie that shit really hit home for me uh seeing him not kind of be a wasted character because one of the main things i hate about trunks and goten in super or just post z dragon ball they're just nerfed they don't really do shit so seeing master roshi be able to hold his own against frieza's army on the uh, revival of f movie that shit it made me proud to see my uh they still care about my guy shout out to shout out to master roshi man the og i'm going to the waters to the high seas this man was the vice captain on the Oro Jackson, he is the vice captain to the Pirate King. He taught Monkey D. Luffy about hockey, and he taught, he got him to the level where he could fight Yonko. I'm talking about none other than Silver's Rayleigh, the Dark King himself, went toe-to-toe with Kizaru with just, just putting out his blade. Just like, yo, bro, get out of here, dog. Yeah, I'm some like, gangster shit. But Rayleigh is, is, I think people don't like to put him in this category of a Jiraiya Roshi, but he definitely belongs there. He wasn't in the series as long as them, but his purpose was served because without him, Luffy doesn't progress to the level that he is. And on top of that, he's Roger's vice captain. So gotta show some love to the Dark King. Yeah, he's badass. I was just rewatching um what was it? Like right after talking about the Sabaody arc. Yeah. Remember that you first get really introduced to him, introduced to him. And uh he had an iconic entrance, he was badass. Uh he's one he's a dope ass one piece character, definitely goes in the mentor category. Um I'm trying to think if there's any more. I had one like a second ago. Oh, I, I want to say this counts, but uh, Yami from Black Clover. He's, uh, okay. you know, the Black Bulls captain. You know what I'm saying? Same thing could be said with Kakashi. Same thing you could say with Kakashi, maybe even All Might. But uh, these characters, he's just badass to me. He's like that badass kind of, you know what I'm saying? He's a dude smoking cigarettes all the time. He's just like, dude, I love seeing him kind of interact with his his gang like his crew yeah you know what i'm saying like that's, that's it'd be the funniest interactions because he he moved like he really don't give a shit but he really does at the end of the day and he really got everybody on the team sees potential in them he, they're all on the team for a reason but he talks to them like he, they're his aggravating ass kids it's like you know what i'm saying like you could tell he he got a bunch of fuck-ups on his team that's just a bunch of just crazy little kids but he uh he handles them well and he teaches them shit i, I like whenever what was that arc when that, that fight uh 
I don't know how far you got into Black Clover. It was is at the beginning, like it was before. Oh, I'm, you, yeah. I think you're further than me. I'm, I'm very, yeah, I'm I'm up to like the devil stuff. It was like before all the um the traitor shit happened. It was like they were fighting. I forget the uh, main boss's name, but whenever oh, Yami got the, his hands in, they were fighting that uh shit. I'm looking at him. Uh, it's the, like the beast character of the mm-hmm. uh, it's like the super strong one of the uh the lights. Uh, yeah. Whatever the fuck that organization's right. called in, in Black Clover. It's been a while since I've seen it, but just I remember whenever he was like uh bossing up and like he just he just felt like a super badass character. Like you never really get to see uh these kind of characters do that kind of work or whatever and, and really get their hands dirty with the with the uh low with the with the crew. Usually the you know what I'm saying? They're usually like leading it or some shit like that, and the 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 main characters are getting in the nitty-gritty, but seeing him boot up was hard. You uh you got any more? I think I got one more. Oh yeah, I got um so speaking of animes that I'm just loving just now, Haikyuu, super super dope. It's a volleyball sports anime, but a great mentor in that is the retired coach Ukai, who taught Hanada how to soar among the giants. Super super dope. Shout out to my boy Shoyo. I did not mention this in the anime uh, talk awards, but man, for the decade, Haikyuu is one of the absolute best, and Coach Ukai is a great great ma- mentor. I'm trying to think if I have another one that's just. I'm not gonna say Yamamoto from Bleach. That's what I was about to say. Oh, I was you about to use going Bleach? Okay. Well, I was about to say that for my uh, honorable mention. Wait, Yamamoto? Oh no, you're going with Uraha. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. go with uh, Urahara. Yeah, yeah. Urahara. Uh, that's my honor. I just wanted to throw him in there as an honorable mention. Solid. But, uh, no, solid. You're not saying Bisky? No, that's where I was about to go. That's where I was about to go next. I feel like a lot of people would say Bisky. Yeah, facts. But I'm gonna go with Netero. Because I he's like one of the real OGs. And as far as mentor, he was like a slick mentor. Yeah, on the low. Like whenever he trained going with the uh with the ball, he's like, all you gotta do what wasn't it a ball? He's like, don't you all you gotta do is hit me or catch the ball or make me drop the ball or something shit like that. And uh he low key trained going for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Going ain't Killua, but Killua gave up and going was like, bitch. I'm not. I'm not giving up. He yeah, didn't... we gotta give All Might some love too. Yeah, All Might's definitely a, a goat in there too. You saying Regan for? Uh... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> low key. Re- I don't even know why he didn't pop into my head, but yeah, we gotta throw Regan in there, low key. Yeah, Regan makes it. Regan helped Mob grow so much, and that relationship and that bond is important as hell. And even though Mob is the one with powers, uh, Regan definitely helped mold his mind. I'm also shout out to Zumi Curtis from Full Metal Alchemist. Brotherhood who taught the Elric brothers alchemy. So that's another great mentor we have. If you have a mentor, let us know on Twitter. Let us know on our Instagram, Anime Talk Pod, and we will post something and and you can get in the comments and let us know. But let us know your thoughts. Who is your favorite mentor in anime? I don't know if we could... We can't count Levi. No, no, no. no. I feel like he was like... He's just like... He's just there. He's just just that nigga. He's just that nigga at the end of the day. He really... You really just that nigga. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not counting nobody on. Not that as show. a mentor. Maybe, yeah, not as a mentor. Not even Irwin. Irwin wasn't even a mentor. They're just leaders. Yeah, I don't trust. I, I would. No, I don't trust. Not saying I don't trust Irwin, but I wouldn't call him necessarily a mentor. No. He was probably fucking. Uh, he was probably his mentor. He was probably uh, Levi's mentor, but not not Aaron's any of them. Yeah, Grant, nah. Grant Torino's a solid mentor too. Got Deku the full cowling. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So shout so out. So they got a lot of honorable mentions out there. For facts, sure. facts, 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 facts. But. 
That's the question of the day. Like I said, let us know on Twitter, Instagram, who you think are the best mentors in anime. Let's get to the review section for this week. Chris, we got two. We're in the finale of one, Fire Force. Let's talk about episode 23 first. Um, uh, yeah, episode 23, Smile. In this episode, we see uh, Shinra connecting to show to the point where he's the memories are flooding, Show seeing about his mother, about them being brothers, about them playing, and Shinra's finally, like, connecting with him, and then all of a sudden, uh, I believe her name is Harame, or Haram, uh, I don't know how you pronounce her name, it's the girl with the uh, gold blindfold on her face. Yeah, I do not know. But whatever, she, she's also an Ayadola uh, Burst, and she comes in, shoots, like, this electrical charge, and shows mine, Show forgets all this stuff, well, I don't know if he forgets, but he just gets unconscious of all the stuff that uh, that uh, Shinra just showed him. The rest of the gang comes in, Arthur and all them. Arthur's actually uh, kind of the perfect match to the uh, female character because his fire is plasma, and he can stop those electrical charges, and he's protecting everybody. And they escape as well as uh, Company 8, and they escape from hell. And the episode ends with them leaving hell with Shinra being, oh yeah, because Shinra was stabbed through his heart as well. Yeah, that was fucked up. Like when I saw, uh, <laughs> like, because the beginning whenever uh, Show was kind of, like Show was shedding tears. Yeah, he was. He, he had tears in his eyes and then Shinra hugged him. Shinra was like, come on, man, come closer. You know what I'm saying? Yada, yada, yada. And uh, nigga stabbed through the heart. Like, I didn't even know how it happened at first. I'm just sitting there like, oh, that's cute. And then they come back from the little title uh, sequence or the break episode breakaway through the episode shit and he was just uh, like bleeding and shit you know what I'm saying and that yeah. that messed me up I'm like damn son he stabbed this nigga through what like, like, that through his chest it looked like and her name is Homea so Homea yeah and she's the girl with like the straight up gold blindfold but we find out why they can't why they're blindfolded in the next episode but how would you rate the closing of this big fight this was basically the closing episode of it it was definitely pretty cool uh the 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 fights before kind of hit me a little bit hard oh, not the fights before but the episodes before with the was the real fight you know what i'm saying to yeah me, this was just the closure uh this was definitely dope though as far as closure it got a good little closure um i uh, i keep calling her a psycho bitch but seeing her kind of be psycho, you know what I'm saying? And see Show kind of come around and see Shinra just, not saying fail, but he got stabbed through the chest. Like, yeah, seeing was, him, that was, that was brutal. That was brutal. Yeah, no, he couldn't go no more. His his powers, he doesn't know how to negate that electrical charge, but that shows Arthur's relevance and need for the future, being that Arthur's the perfect counter to her. So and I love seeing it, Arthur, too. I'm, I'll give this one a good uh, a good three. I'm, I'm gonna give it a four. I'm gonna give yeah. I'm gonna give it maybe a three point five. I just want three. It's not. It wasn't nothing too special. Yeah, like it was. The beginning was real hard, and then uh, you kind of get a, a bunch of like you know exposition. Yeah, exposition for sure. But then the next episode we get to episode twenty four, the burning past, and this is all the answers to most of the questions asked this season. Uh, basically, Shinra's recovering. Oh yeah, in the other episode, he he went through surgery. Oh yeah, and they fixed him, and we see the 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 leader of the uh, Company Six. But he's in the hospital in this episode. He's chilling. Captain Burns from the first comes and sees him, and they have a conversation. Captain Burns is like, "If you want me to tell you, you got to show me you're strong enough to earn it." They start fighting, and Shinra unleashes his techniques. But but Captain Burns shows that he's formidable in himself. He goes basically full fire mode because his body he can turn his full he can raise his temperature and turn his body 
combustible, I guess you, you would say. And he looked damn near Super Saiyan in himself. But Shinra breaks through that, strikes him. And then we learn the full backstory that the, the white clad attacked Shinra's family, took the brother. And then Shinra's mother was turned to an inferno. She looked at the evangelist and her eyes started burning. She moved her horns down and that horn demon that Shinra thought that was the inferno that, that killed his mother and took uh, her brother. His brother was actually his mother, and they all work for the evangelist now. So Shinra's mother, mom still may be alive, and it goes to show the new mission when they're talking in the uh, in the company when Shinra's giving his report. He's uh, Captain Obi's like, all right, well, we're going to try to figure out how to change these infernos to humans. So it gives us, now, now that we know how spontaneous combustion is coming through these, the evangelists in this, now it's how do we stop these infernos? Can we turn them back human? And figuring out how to put an end to this once and for all, but it gives us a new leeway to show us where we're going to go for season two. I'm, uh, this episode was cool as fuck. I, uh, what was, um, Burns? I love Burns. Yeah. Burns is just savage. I love uh, characters who got that kind of aura kind of power up to him. And he does that with fire. He has like this fire aura kind of power up. And that's, uh, that's badass in itself. Uh, seeing his little training, little shit with Shinra. That was really cool. Uh, he's just a dope character. Uh, he's one of my favorite parts about this episode, just because you get a new face or like a, you know, you get introduced to well, him. You get, you get to see deeper. how he can fight now, for real. After he's been hyped up for so long, I, I never really, cause I'm, I was too hype. I was, I'm still hype on Benny Maru. Okay. So it's like I never re- even really paid attention. See, to I was, him. He was always the mysterious guy, and I was like, ooh, Captain Burns. But if Benny Maru's stronger than him, that says a lot because Burns is strong. Yeah, Burns is like he's he's badass for sure, for sure. I love watching his whole the whole little sparring match looking shit between him and Shinra because that was hard. When Shinra hit his arm, he's like, "Miss, you got me. You got my arm stinging a little bit." He's like, "You actually." You might be on some shit. Yeah, exactly. But that's why he was able to learn everything. Mm-hmm. I'm giving this episode a solid four five. Solid yeah, to finish out the season. I'll give this a four or five as well. Just because I love seeing uh Shinra's mom and demon like little, you know what I'm saying? They were like, is that a demon? Bro, when she pulled her horns down in front of the eyes and it was like she was crying, and you just see blood and fire tears. And I was like, Oh my heart. The Poor animation Shinra. was was crazy gotta get fire forces props for its animation this year yeah i even like how the episode opened up and uh i gave demon slayer the same credit whenever they and demon slayer did it to a whole nother level i can't i can't even cap you know what i'm saying but like at the end how they did the whole ending credits thing mm-hmm. they didn't really do that 100 percent with the fire force but they started this episode like a finale like it started it showed the fire force uh the fire force logo it showed like the city backdrop it just felt epic it felt like we were coming to the end of an arc Big facts. No, and it, it was worth it, man. So shout out to Fire Force. Can't wait for season two. Let's jump to my hero. Yo, shout out to the boy Mirio Togata, a.k.a. Lamillion. Yo, R.I.P. to his fucking quirk. My guy lost it. Did you expect that? Not even in the slightest. Did, did I hide the spoiler pretty well? Because I'm yes, I, yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't think that was gonna happen. Like I did not think that was gonna happen even a little bit. But it just shows how dope a writer Hirokoshi is. You knew that Deku has to become the greatest hero of all time. But how do you get this this guy who's the ultimate embodiment of what Deku's trying to be? How do you get him out of the way? But still teach Deku a lesson. You force him to lose his quirk. Amazing writing. Yeah, definitely. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Just the whole um, the whole fight with him 
and uh overhaul and Chisake Chisake, uh, where you know he got got he he lost his quirk and was still trying to fight. Yeah, he was Batman in like, it. He was like, You thought I was done? You know what I'm saying? Like that's whenever I really gained a new level of respect for Muriel. I'm like, this dude's like bossed up whooping ass with no quirk like but niggas even, thought it was done for him but even with his quirk he took out like three to four guys oh yeah for sure he did a great job of uh kicking ass with his quirk and he showed why he is arguably one of the best heroes in line for the number one hero in line to be all might's uh uh successor he just showed everything he lived up to the hype of his name oh yeah for sure you definitely he was definitely a real he's a real hero for what he did like he's not no in training as hero, you could tell why Deku keep calling him senpai because he is the senior. If Deku's a hero, he is like, and you know Deku got more to go. Deku gonna skyrocket past him, but and as Muriel of right now, man right now, Muriel proved himself. Like I haven't seen Deku do no crazy badass shit like this. Like, no, no, this was like full control of your quirk and all of your training. This is what it resulted in. And he was moving like a pro hero, not yeah. even a student. He's a senior, but he was moving like a pro hero. It was it was time, man. The night I taught him well. This episode to me is five. It's a it's a five. I'm not giving anything less. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This one was super super crazy. This is the first. I think this is the first five of the season. I want to say. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a five too. Just because the whole episode front to back had me on the edge of my seat. Um, the action was packed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The emotion was heavy, and it delivered on everything it it was supposed to deliver on, and uh, exceptionally at that. And so, getting into the next one with episode seventy five, unforeseen hope. You see Chisake respect Lemillion because he almost killed him. He almost got it done. And that's the first time Chisake was pushed to this to this brink. And then Deku and Night Eye emerge. And it's like, bro, y'all are not about to fuck with me because I just absorbed my homie who he gave his life for me. I'm fully healed. Lemillion was your best shot. Like, Night Eye, you don't got no shot. Night Eye's starting to throw these pro hero support gears at him, <laughs> trying to fight him like he's Batman on some shit. And it's like, bro, I get you seeing the future, but that shit not about to stop nothing. He has some spikes through your side. And then Deku, the boy, puts up a good fight. But let me give a spike through your leg and through your thigh. That fucked me up. And then, like, Ares, he's using uh, the guy's quirk who set, who makes you confess your real things. And Ari comes back and she's like, I just let him leave. Just let him live. And Deku's like, nah, bro. And, and uh, Night Eye's like, let her go because we're going to die here. I've seen the future. And Deku's like, I do not give a damn. I'm going to change the future. I'm going to save you. Trust in me. The next episode is built for the ultimate fight, Chisaki versus Deku. How does Deku overcome? Yeah, and I love seeing the fact that uh ah fuck, who was it that Night Eye was talking to? But he was like, um he was like, uh, it's my fault that uh maybe he's like, I don't even like reading people's future no more. Cause like if I wouldn't have read All Might's future, maybe he would I would have predicted his death. Maybe I could have changed that shit before. Maybe me reading his death is what is you know what I'm saying what pushed it? He talked to Gran Torino exactly, and he was like kind of questioning if um, his quirk was even worth using for to a certain to a certain extent, and uh, because he said his future, the, the future he sees is indefinite, and uh, it hadn't been 100 percent proven. All Might said he was gonna change the future, but Deku was like, "Nigga, we're changing the future right now." He's like, "What? You, just, you had a vision? We gonna die?" Nah, that don't work for me. Yeah, it's not going down like this. And I, I definitely like that. I respected the uh, Deku with a fucking uh, spike through his leg, talking that shit. Like, just good MC man, solid progression. But it shows how strong Chisake is, and, and as formidable as he is. But we see Froppy, uh, uh, Chaco, and then uh, the Dragon Girl, the Dragon Hero, excuse me, and Hado falling through the ceiling. So Deku has some support now. 
Yeah, for sure. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know how people could slander this show or slander this main character. Yeah, he cries a lot, but yeah, he also is badass a lot. So yeah. we can't we can't ignore that. We can't ignore the fact that this nigga has a spike in his leg and he's looking the his the dude he came with, Night Eye is like, hey, chill out, we we about to die, son. Let her go. And she's like, Man, just let them live. She's giving up. Chisake is like, yeah, nigga, she don't want to fuck with you like it's that. It's over with. This is it's the Stockholm syndrome is real for her. I feel so bad for that girl. My whole thing when watching this is like, why she don't just end that that nigga's quirk? But like, you gotta think she's been abused this whole time, and and like her. I get it. To her a certain grandfather extent. is like letting this guy do this, and it's like, and he is like brainwashing her to feel like she. He was calling her a curse this whole episode. Yeah, like he what, was like your power is your she curse. Do? She's sitting there. She probably don't even want to use her quirk. She probably felt like her quirk is the reason why everybody's in this fucked up situation. Facts. But I would have definitely, to me. Well, this is me being a 20, 20 something year old grown ass man. You know what I'm saying? She's just a little girl. So it's a whole nother uh situation. Lane of thinking. Yeah. But bro, I just I'm watching this shit the whole time, like just get rid of that nigga's quirk. This whole thing would have been solved, but you wouldn't have gotten A1 content like this. So I'm 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 hyped for the direction this is going. What you giving this episode? To me, this is a four. It's a four or five to me, just we'll because I love seeing Deku yeah. standing up means a lot to me. Like whenever Deku stood up and was like talking that shit, like Nah, he's like, we not dying today. It is what it is. I don't give a fuck if we dying today. I'm not going to die like a bitch. He's like, I'm not going to die going out sad. He's like, I'm going to die fighting for this shit. He's like, yeah. he's like, she don't even want to fight for it. He was like, look, he's like, I know you don't whatever. He's like, but you still crying and I'm still mad. And I'm and I'm a hero. So this is my job and I'm going to get this done. No, I'm with you. I'm going to give it four or five because it's, it's definitely a little it's, bit better than a four. It's very almightish. You know what I'm saying? For him, yeah. to, for him to do that. All but also very Muriel-ish. Yeah, definitely. I mean, watching Mirio go through that whole shit, even him like, you know, just seeing Mirio uh, lose his quirk and trying to tell Mirio to protect Eri and stuff like that. He's sitting there like, man, now, like, there's no uh, last resort. Now he has to be. And it was always he had to be. And on top of that, Eraserhead is just down for the count right now. Yo, they got him out of there quick. (laughs) But like, I mean, whenever whenever Mirio still had his quirk, I mean, he's sitting there like, damn, it's fucked up. I gotta be, I gotta pass you up and be All Might's true successor. But you could still be a a fire hero. Now it's like, you know what I'm saying? This nigga Mirio is out of the game. You know what I'm saying? There is no more Lamelion. It's just Mirio now. Night Eye's damn near dead. Yeah. It's like... uh, Fucking Eraserhead is on the fucking ground moving at two seconds. Like, time is passing him by. He can't move. So, like, Deku, you're it, bro. You can just feel that. Because, Froppy and uh, Ochako's not doing nothing. Otto's not doing nothing. They're not the next All Might. It's you, bro. You got the strength. You got to get it done. You could tell he had that energy. He had that what would All Might do energy. Yeah, and All Might wouldn't go out like no bitch. All Might didn't go out like no bitch. He went out, but he went out like a soldier, and he's still not dead. He's supposed to be dead, and he's alive. Yeah, and that shows Deku changed fate before, so maybe he can do it again next next week's episode is gonna be intense. I cannot wait. But Chris, that's all we got this episode. Short, that's short little episode for for the peeps this week. Yeah, it was definitely uh. We definitely didn't have a lot of news or whatever, and we definitely breezed through because that was that was easy money for the question. But I'm not gonna lie, bro. Uh, I'm excited for next next week of My Hero. I'm excited for the movie. Just 2020, this being the first real legit episode of 2020, I'm just excited for what we got to come. Because last, last year, you know, 2019 was like, we got banger after banger after banger after banger. 2018, not saying we got a lot of mid. It was just a slow year. Exactly. We I, got Radiant, I, we got I'm, Goblin I might Slayer. be feeling that this year might be a slow year. But slow year as far as like 2018 we got SSSS Gritman my, uh, my Life Reincarnated as a Slime we got Hinamaru Sumo we got a lot of iconic shit that I, I love I can't forget this year we're about to get a bunch of other classic shit but it just may not be all the heavy hitters 
first quarter because we're yeah. still getting Attack on Titan this year. Fucking Promised Neverland, um, Jujutsu Kaisen. Hopefully by the end of the year. I don't know when they're gonna. I know they announced that it's in production or whatever, but I don't know when it's actually gonna drop. And that's the thing. So that's three, and then Duro Head Duro, and then some of the other things we and announced. Hopefully, fingers crossed forever that we get the Demon Slayer movie. But I just, I just feel like two thousand, and then we're definitely getting you know the My Hero movie and everything. And Wano's still going on, so. It's, it's, We'll be taking care and of I got a lot of shit to catch up on. There's a lot of rumors about uh, JoJo making another part. About the, oh, yeah. Uh, they got to make the... Um, it's with the female JoJo. Yeah, I forget her name with the blue. They, they was, they've been posting her all week. But 2020 is uh, for sure to be promising. I feel like a lot of companies have been holding in a lot of news. And I feel like we're about to see like a flood of trailers, flood of announcements coming for 2020. Because we Unless got 2021 shit. is going to be the year. And we do got a bunch of manga shit coming out too as well. Like yeah. manga is booting up too. We got a lot of new series that I'm interested in checking out. So 100%. Krista, tell the people they can find you at on social media. Find me on at Krista SJE. If you want to get one of these hoodies, you know what I'm saying? Hit your boy up. You, me and Faye got the bitches on deck, you know what I'm saying? This Friday, I'm about to drop a new single. I'm announcing it right here. This is, you know what I'm saying? The episode's going to be out. I'm still not going to announce it. Me and my boy Chapo dropping the Demon Mode remix, so y'all stay Lit. tuned for that. I'm dropping the cover Thursday. Uh, I'm not going to speak too much on this on uh, social media, so if you see this right now, this is a personal gem. Just know we about to boot up 2020. 100%. You can follow me at LinBWT on Twitter. Follow the Think at Bros Who Think. Be sure to check out, if you are a movie, TV, comic book fan, check out Bros Who Binge. We dropped the latest episode. The uh, Bros Who Think podcast where we cover movie, I mean not movies, where we cover music, pop culture, news, and sports. That'll be out on Thursday. You can check that out. But be sure to follow Anime Talk at Anime Talk Pod on Instagram. We got manga content coming out. We got all kind of just official content coming on the IG as well as on the YouTube. So just be sure to subscribe. And the first person to guess everything in our set correctly wins a prize. So if you guess all the stuff in our set, we will give you a prize. So check it out. And also, shout out to Pure Fiction Collectibles, the sponsor of this show. But that's all the time we have for this week. We will talk to you guys in two weeks, but you will have some supplementary content throughout the time. Until then, be safe. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Peace. Diamonds dripping off my face like I'm Latangan. Yeah, these niggas ain't about shit. Call them 1010. Yeah, niggas talking down and that's a spent bin. Yeah, niggas say they better, that's a big cringe Can't fuck with the crystal, the one-handed pillar I ride for my niggas, yeah Pull up and I kill you, won't even remember I do this shit every day Yeah, I demon sleep, but I'm a demon, bitch I feel like you K. They mad that I'm winning, they hating the outcome Like he ever shot skate These kids need this talking shit I pull up on and get keeper and close the gate